0: Greetings and welcome to the Saved by the Job podcast.
1: I love the power glove. It's so bad.
2: No! I feel the need, the need for
1: speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that?
0: Better alive. You are coming with me. Look I what you did, that. you little jerk. Look. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living you get busy dying. You are next.
1: And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Well, we all remember the days of sitting around calling random 1-900 numbers, uh, you know, maybe trying to get a girl to talk to you. You know, we didn't know exactly what we were doing, but On this episode of Saved by the Bell, it is 1-800-Crushed. Zach is going to start a team line to try to make money uh, by giving advice to his fellow classmates. Hello again, Clint Schweitzer and Noah Groninger. Welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia Podcast, where we are off and running into Season 2 of Saved by the Bell. We're almost finished, only three episodes to go. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Very excited about this episode, 1-800-Crushed. We get a lot of guest stars on this episode, some characters we've never seen before. Uh, Of course, we know Laura Lyon as Louise. We've seen her before. Mark Clayman, who's going to be our guest on this show, Noah, to help us break it down. He's here as Moose. We have Laura Mooney as Nikki Kapowski, Kelly's sister, and Michael McManus as Mr. Manfredi. Noah, this is a loaded one. A lot going on here. That's how we like it here on the Saved by Nostalgia podcast.
2: Absolutely, and cannot wait to talk to Mark Clayman. Moose or Stan Clegg, if you remember him from the Prank War episode. He was uh, at Valley, uh, transferred over to Bayside and changed his name to Moose. We love it, and we're going to love catching up with Mark Clayman. We kind of start this off, uh, we meet Kelly's uh, sister, kid sister Nikki. Uh, She has a crush on Zach, you mentioned that. Uh, And then we enter into a quick dream sequence. You've left me with that, I thank you for that. Uh, We're... Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse, uh, it's kind of like a Cinderella story. Uh, They're waiting for the prince to pick them while Nikki's cleaning the floor. Uh, And we get get Slater and Screech coming in, rapping. Zach will come in and rap. And uh, I'll do a little bit of it here for you, as only I can do, um, which is not great. But here we go. I'll rise for the prince you've been waiting to see. Here comes the prince, Prince Zachary. Zach comes in. I've looked uptown, downtown, and I still seek her rapping all day, and I'm getting weaker. If you're not the girl I want, you can take the geek here, because my girly girl will fit the gold sneaker, and the sneaker fits Nikki, and they kiss, and her dream has come true. Unfortunately, it's just a dream for her.
1: Did you just absolutely embrace this dream sequence? I can't imagine. I (laughs) I hope people have have really understood the amount of fortitude that it takes to get through these dream sequences, (laughs) let alone mimic... This rap that I was just I couldn't was in disbelief watching it, but I, you're a better person than me. That's what this has proven. Well, I try to be. I try to recreate
2: uh, scenes with people, guests that we have on. I try to recreate this rap. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, if you hated it during the show, uh, then you probably hated it again here, and I apologize again. I'll have to send out another letter apologizing, maybe an email, a former e- formal email to everyone, and I apologize sincerely for that.
1: Well, I tell you what, Zach, he finds a gimmick. For this 900 number, it's going to be called the Lisa line. Uh, Nikki Kapowski comes into the max with Kelly, uh, and apparently Zach taught her how to throw a curveball. Now, we've never met Nikki before, but he's deeply entrenched with the Kapowski family. You know, granted, he's dating Kelly. Um, And that is kind of what leads to the dream sequence for Nikki, who's a very cute girl in her own right. I mean, I'm sure she grew up to be very attractive. Um, But it's just kind of like you can see where this is going. Kelly's sister is going to have a crush on Zach, and uh, it's going to kind of get all get intertwined. And there's like, it's one of those episodes where sometimes you say there's not much going on. Like I said, there's so much going on here that it's really kind of hard to follow it all.
2: It is. You've got Zach and Screech kind of figuring out how much money they're going to make. Uh, They do a weird "We're Rich" dance. Uh, You can kind of see that uh, Screech has rubbed off a little bit on Zach, and uh, they're doing kind of this nerdy dance. Uh, Apparently they're going to work five hours a day, which is kind of crazy to me. You go to school, you come home, they're going to work five hours a day on T-Line. That's the kind of figures they were punching into the calculator there. And uh, Lisa comes in, is very disturbed, I would say, by their dance. Uh, But uh, she immediately proclaims she will only do it since she's the one that's giving the same advice as dear Donna. She's just on fire about giving advice that she's going to get half the profits. And Zach kind of caves in immediately. He realizes that
1: Lisa's the golden goose. She gives the great advice, so he's all in for it. Well, one scene I really liked here, which is kind of off the topic of the teen line, but um, you kind of have a scene where Jesse's giving Slater a hard time, and uh, she tells him that she had a really good time at the prom, which is an episode earlier in the season that we covered, um, and she was hoping to go out again. And of course Slater asks her out and she responds with maybe, but I liked this. It was kind of building on some continuity. Like they went to the prom together, which was a key moment in that episode. Now we're several episodes later and not much apparently has happened. We saw um, on Jesse's song where Slater was over there to study. They were flirting, but you know, maybe insinuating that they were dating, but apparently not. They had just been studying and now Jesse demands more. And uh, that's going to kind of cause another rift as this episode goes along, of course, as the best thing they do together as a couple is fight. No different here.
2: I'm sorry. Did you just mention "Say by the Bell and continuity in the same sentence? I can't. I I believe you as shocked as me. (laughs) I was, but I just didn't think that was allowed in the "Say by the Bell
1: universe. Continuity? No. Not not a word we use a lot except for in, uh, you know, negativism's. Uh, with with regards to the show, but you know, no one, the, the Lisa line is ringing off the hook and our buddy Mark Clayman as Moose, he, he calls in and uh, he's confused about what to do and to help him um, because Louise doesn't quite appreciate the mind that he doesn't have. And um, he is advised to write her a love poem. I just like Mark Clayman's acting here. It's like he's clearly this really, you know, playing this airheaded role of just kind of a meathead. And I like Moose. He's just kind of a lovable guy. He doesn't have a lot of scenes, but we're going to be talking to Mark Clayman, so i got to give him a shout out there.
2: Absolutely. I, I love the scene, too. thought it was very uh, well acted. Uh, is that one of those things where the words rhyme? Zach's just like, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Trying tried to get him to understand what a poem is. I loved it. But we've got to get into kind of all the characters that, uh, or aliases that uh, Zach, Lisa, and Screech are using for the teen line. Obviously, they don't want people to know it's them. Uh, Zach is Nitro. He's got an Australian accent. Uh, Lisa is Princess. And Screech, of course, is the Ant-Man struggling to just pick up a phone and get a call. He wants to give some advice. But uh, Zach and Lisa are quicker to the trigger. They get all the calls.
1: Well, and then you have Nikki calling in and uh, Zach's having to field this call as um, Wolfman or as Nitro. Zach's having to field the call, of course, as Nitro. And he gives Nikki advice that leads her to telling her how she feels. She has a crush on him. She lets him know that and uh, wants to be his girlfriend. And instead of just telling her you're 13 and I'm dating your sister, he <laughs> panics and makes her hide in his locker and Jesse sees them hugging. I, this is just a little much. I'm like, come on. It just... <laughs> Silly, even per se, by the bell.
2: Yeah, Jesse assumes the worst there and calls him a slime ball. Like, you just... Look, Nikki has this crush on me. She's hugging me. I was like... Zach's putting his hand up against the locker, like, obviously not wanting to hug her. But uh, Jesse just assumes the worst and just calls him a slime ball, which I guess you can't assume the worst with Zach. Uh, uh, we have the YouTube series Zach Morris is Trash. So, uh... Zach doesn't get the benefit of the doubt in many situations. Back to the teen line. Louise calls in. Uh, Lisa picks up the phone. And I just had to mention this. We're going back a little bit. But Lisa's supposed to be giving the same advice as dear Donna, just giving great advice all over. Louise calls in and says, would you ever go steady with a guy named Moose? And Lisa's (laughs) wonderful advice is you can always hang your coat on his antlers. Horrendous
1: advice. You should have been fired right there. It was unbelievable. Well, she is fired inevitably for giving (laughs) such good advice that the teen line stops ringing. So Zach says, you're fired. Uh, They pay her and she's on her way out because Zach wants everybody to be miserable. So they have to keep calling in genius business model uh, for Zach and the teen line, I must say there. It was a genius
2: business model model and decision to go to that to give bad advice that way they call in but the first call is slater one of your best friends and instead of saying hey let's not do this to our friend let's wait for the next call they just tell slater to ditch jesse give him horrible advice and ruin his life and i talked about that youtube series i think they're correct zach morris is trash
1: was that really horrible advice though to sort of get Slater away from Jesse? Maybe it's not such a horrible advice. I mean, it is in the confines of this universe, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that Jesse is someone that I would want to be dating either.
2: Well, I mean, if Slater's not dating Jesse, then he's going after Kelly. So in any realm for Zach, I think this is bad
1: advice. Well, yeah, Slater says women are nuts. He advises her to dump the babe. Um, Jesse actually tells Kelly that Zach is going out with Nikki. She just approaches her and tells her this. this is her best friend. Zach's been... best friend since they were kids and again assumes the worst uh slater breaks the date with uh, date with jesse and um it is just kind of on at that point the uh battle of the sexes kind of begins as the school is uh in peril chaos ensues
2: oh it absolutely does i mean they meet up with louise and she's going over her poem from moose and they tell her it's not a moosey original, and she is so upset and distraught that she splatters ketchup all over moose. Our good friend Mark Clayman, who I think we have to bring on right now.
1: Well, just talk about that. Uh, it has been a little while, and obviously you had uh, acting experience uh, before you came on to say by well, value. You'd uh, already done an episode of, of uh, like Who's the Boss. You'd done a, a movie. You'd done Coach. Um, what What was the process like uh 1989 you came on to the first seat of Say by the Bell what was the process like of of getting in there and maybe meeting uh, meeting the uh, Peter Ringel and some of the other guys and that audition process what was that like for you
0: I get Say by the Bell and um I think it was the Stan Clegg yeah I get the Say by the Bell the first the first, the one where I played Stan Clegg. And mm-hmm. on a sitcom, you, the first day, you do a table read. And so you basically, it's the cast, guest cast, and all the department heads, and you read through the script. And we sit down, we do the table read. Now, I was like 22 years old, and and Mark Paul and everyone else was really like 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Dustin, Dustin was 13 years old. So... um Anyways, I do, we do the table read and break away. And all of a sudden Peter Engel comes down and he's like, um, Mark, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, Oh, great. Um, they're going to fire me. Uh, They're going to fire me because I'm 22. These kids are 16. I look older than them. They're going to fire me. And then he calls, he goes, Don, can you come over here too? And he calls Don Barnhart, the director Mm -hmm. over. And, uh, Oh, I missed a part of that, so I apologize. So when you're at the table read, it's all the writers also. So everyone's, yeah. like, seeing each other and kind of going uh, – this is a big part of the show. So everyone's looking at each other going, hey, I – did. oh, you look familiar. Hey, I worked with you on this show. I worked – and I was – there's a couple other writers that had written on other shows that I had done and, you know, all that. And there was a writer sitting across from me going, God, you look familiar. And he's like, you do too. And I said, what other shows have you written for? And he named all the shows and – uh, none of them I'd worked on,
1: and I'm like, that's just
0: crazy. I've not worked this. I don't know. And he's like, I don't know either. I don't know. But you look so familiar. And I go, so do you. So, anyways, we do the table read. Peter's like, hey, can I talk to you? I'm like, oh crap, I'm fired. And then he calls Don over, and Don comes over, and I'm like, oh great, he's gonna have the director catch me when I fall because I'm gonna he's gonna fire me, and I'm gonna you know, and and he goes, I hear you go out and speak to kids across the country, and that writer that I sat next to on the plane happened to be a writer on the show. And he remembered our conversation from six or eight months ago. And so Peter's like, welcome. And he gave me this big hug.
2: That's awesome.
0: And I was like, "Oh my God, if I went from thinking I'm being fired to, you know, being really welcomed by Peter, that was my life. Yeah.
2: Well, you mentioned Peter Engel there a little bit and how kind you met him and the welcoming, uh, what are some of your other memories of working with the cast and crew, uh, maybe the main cast of kids, although yeah they were in school so you may not have got to to hang out with them a lot offset and Dennis Haskins.
0: I mean they're all great, you know, they're all we had a blast. It was an absolute blast. It was it was just a blast, you know, they were fun, they were good kids. I was a little older so, you know, and uh dustin was younger and he was always trying to fit in with like mark paul and mario but um they were all great the girls were great everyone was great it was a blast i tell you another funny ironic story because they used to have you know i'm sure you guys know the regular the 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 extras were regular extras basically because it was a high school and they wanted you know the same the kids to look the same so they're all regulars
1: oh no problem at all mark Uh, i'll it's, uh, it's kind of funny as we go back here because, you know, we talked about how you, you played uh, Stan Clegg in, in the in the first season, Saved by the Bell, but in season two, you move on to Bayside and you're now Moose. Just kind of talk right. about your character, Moose. I think you first showed up in the 1-900 Crushed episode. Um, obviously, kind of like our buddy Troy Foeman, who played Ox, and we interviewed, uh, just kind of a lovable uh, jock character. Just kind of talk about maybe what it was like kind of creating that character of Moose and kind of what... Uh, you know, was on the page for Moose and kind of what you brought to the character itself. Yeah, man. Well, look, at that time it's funny
0: they brought in Ox because Moose stopped doing <laughs> because Moose stopped doing the episode, so then he did that <laughs> a dumb jock. But I guess so oh, um Troy, you're welcome. Um but uh <laughs> and he's good dude. I mean, but that, anyways that's yeah. my you know my thing. But um Ironically at that time, man, I made a living and I'm thankful for, you know, I made a living playing a dumb jock. I was, you know, I played a dumb jock recurring on ALF. I played, I mean, every role. And at that time there was like, there's a handful of guys that I, and I I played college football. There's a handful of guys that look like football players that could actually say two sentences together, uh, coherently. So those handful of guys kind of rotated in these dumb jock roles and, um, (laughs) So there wasn't a whole lot I brought to Moose, but kind of what I brought to every one of my dumb jaw characters. <laughs> just a little, uh, you know, just a, a lovable guy who uh, was just um, a few fries short of a Happy Meal. Well,
1: <laughs> that's not all the way true. You wrote a poem for your uh, your girlfriend, Louise. I don't know if you recall. I, I, <laughs> yes. I have it right here, Mark. It's... Uh, it wasn't um, that the, complex. The I remember. Yeah, it it's it's, uh, so it's the bees and the trees uh, can't compare yeah. to your bees, Louise. Me, Louise. I, I remember. Yeah, That's old right there. So hey, yeah. there was more moose than we could ever know. <laughs> hey, man, that's still
0: my go-to line today. <laughs> more through them.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you, Mark. Um, tell you what, man, we can't thank you enough for for taking a trip back with us today and. And reliving some of your uh, some of your wonderful roles. And we can't wish you enough success going forward, man. We can't thank you enough for doing with, with this. And we'll, uh, we'll have to catch up soon, man. Uh, best of luck and everything going forward, brother.
0: Thanks. I appreciate, appreciate you guys. And thanks for your passion.
1: Yes. There you have it from Mark Klayman. Great actor. Great stories. Uh, such a pleasure. I know we're talking about a small role, Saved by the Bell. But uh, we're going to see uh, Moose again. This is good stuff. I'm so glad we got to talk to him and uh, there you go. There, Moose, who uh, had Louise squirting ketchup all over him when she found out <laughs> his poem was plagiarized. Poor Moose. I know. Like, what
2: did Moose do to you guys? Like, they're just going around ruining everyone's lives at say by the Bell. They could pick on someone, some mean people, but no, they're going after Moose. They're going after their own friend Slater. Uh, I don't see what's in it for them other than money, greed. But uh, all the money ends up going to Lisa anyway. She takes all the profits. So what's the point?
1: Well, Zach's still caught up in this uh, love triangle. Uh, and that This is the kind of the part of the episode that I don't really like because it's like he's dating Kelly. We've wanted this for so long. How could there possibly be... Anything coming in between this, especially her sister, a 13-year-old. Zach doesn't have the knowledge or the fortitude to just tell her, I'm not interested. So he winds up in this triangle. He's on the phone with both Kelly and Nikki at the same time. He's begging Lisa to give him advice. He's She's going to take all of Teen Line's profits. But he mixes up the calls. Uh, he tells um, Nikki that she's the only Kapowski for him, furthering the problems, and here we go.
2: Yeah, exactly. I have down here, I think you said this earlier, he calls Lisa for advice instead of just saying, um, this is Zach and I'm not dating her. She has a crush on me. Like, Just tell <laughs> Kelly that from the beginning. But he's got to call Lisa for advice. Then Nikki calls in, mixes up the calls. Uh, you said what he, uh, he ended up telling Nikki that he, uh, she's the only Kapowski cares about. He tells Kelly she'd be much better off with someone else. And oops, we've got a huge mix-up. And now we've got to go to great lengths to fix this mix-up.
1: Well, we're not even near fixing anything yet because the battle of the sexes is on. Um, In Mr. Manfredi's class, he's a very quirky art teacher. You know, I like kind of the stereotype of him. And uh, the guys and girls kind of start yelling at each other. Uh, Louise says all men are pigs. I think that was hilarious the way she delivered that line. (laughs) And uh, Moose and uh, and his buddy there, an unnamed character, says that women are more trouble than they're worth. And uh, they begin shooting silly string at each other. They wind up in Belding's office. He's going to have to mediate this. It is all hell breaking loose at Bayside High.
2: Yeah, they all got bad advice. They all said they called this T-line. And Zach and Slater said they're uh, totally righteous dudes who, you know, don't need advice. And uh, Mr. Belding asks the totally righteous dudes to stay behind. Uh, And uh, he tells them he wants a happy school by tomorrow morning or else. And uh, Zach moves on. Uh, he he gets Lisa to start giving everybody good advice. Uh, there's a huge line uh, for Lisa, but first he's got to fix this problem with Nikki and Kelly. And again, instead of just coming out and telling the truth, <laughs> he, we go to great lengths again. And Zach pretends to be a nerd to kind of turn off Nikki, but it backfires. Nikki still likes him. Uh, Zach has a little propeller hat. He's got a spider. Uh, he's uh, got tickets <laughs> to an insect rodeo. Nikki's into it all. She's a huge fan. And uh, Kelly's dressed up in this blonde wig to kind of sit behind them and eavesdrop on Zach, supposedly uh, to listen in on Zach letting her down easily. But uh, And Zach finally does. He says, this isn't working. You're, you're not falling for the nerd thing. Uh, I'm in love with your sister, Kelly. Nikki gets up so upset. She says, uh, you're a dork who couldn't tell a 13-year-old the truth that is so immature. That's exactly what we stands about Zach.
1: Uh that's the exact point we've been making this whole time. Uh it all got undone in about 12 seconds when that could have been the case this whole time instead of going through this. <laughs> but again, it's say by the bell, it's why we love it. Um in the in the uh disguise for the eavesdropping thing, that's sort of a say by the bell ism. Uh putting characters in disguise. Later on, um Jesse and Zach are going to dress up as an old couple uh, yes. to drop on a Slater and Jennifer date. It's just sort of a staple of the show. It's kind of ridiculous, but it you know, really, it's kind of fun and harmless as well. And
2: Spreech is in a Superman costume in the mall.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just they they just bring this out several times. And in the end, uh, Zach just says it's Kelly when she tries to kind of flirt with him. He knows it's Kelly and, and now uh, we're out of here. 1-900 um, Crush. When, looking back as we go over the totality of it here, uh, a fun episode, a lot going on. I liked the fact that there's a lot of new characters here that we haven't seen before, or haven't seen in a while. Uh, good episode for me. Fun. Um, I like to see the dynamic of, you know, you've got Kelly and Zach dating. They're furthering that, but there's kind of a wedge between them. Enjoyable episode to me. I mean, I liked it.
2: I think you mentioned it there. Like there's not a lot of depth to it, but a fun episode. You get, you get Nikki, you get Louise, you get Moose, you get these new characters, you get several lines and scenes with them and interaction. It's just something new that you're not quite used to all these new characters, all interacting. Uh, Of course, we had Mark Klayman on a wonderful, just amazing interview. We had some great, just detailed in depth, fun stories. Loved having Mark Klayman on, loved the Moose character, loved him as Stan Clegg. Uh, now he's out with the good guys. He's over at Bayside instead of Valley. So, uh, yeah, this was a fun episode. I liked the teen line gimmick, uh, as a uh, princess, Nitro, Ant-Man, love the different voices. I, there was a lot going on and I liked all of it. So I agree a fun episode, not a lot of depth, not a lot of seriousness, but a really fun episode. I enjoyed I, it.
1: I hope you're having fun here on the Save by Nostalgia podcast because we're going to be here throughout the entirety of this series. A lot of big movies coming up. We are going to continue this on into the stratosphere because we love taking you back to your wonder years because basically we never left ours thanks so much for joining us please subscribe on apple podcasts on spotify or google play music if you have a smartphone you have this show leave us some feedback and a five star review unless you want it's uh unless you were not satisfied with your service today in which case please don't touch the stars thanks so much